It's Thursday. Your KFGO time is 2.17. It's time that we catch up with our friend Spencer Wart, the meat dude, getting all your meat-related questions answered. This conversation every week brought to you by All Sauger Meats in Audubon, Minnesota, and now right here, Veterans Boulevard in South Fargo. Spencer, welcome back, my friend. How you been? I've been good. How about you, Tyler? I'm doing well. Doing very well. It's been pleasant here. Did you guys get much snow out in the New Salem area on Tuesday? Uh, we got some. Uh, I'm going to guess less than two inches. I think okay. even like Bismarck, just, you know, 25, 30 miles down the road, got twice as much as we did. Mm. But I don't know. I don't I don't get out and about much. You know, I, I make the two-block drive from my house to work every day, and that's pretty much all I, all I do, so. When it's summer out, do you walk? Uh, no. <laughs> if you're going to throw walk two blocks, i got to ask the question. Uh, speaking of questions, there's a lot that's been waiting for you today, but I want to get to an email I got from uh, our buddy Tim uh, that he made uh, the beef tongue, per your, uh, the meat dude's advice, mustard, salt, pepper, garlic, smoked with mesquite and applewood, a couple hours to internal tempo 160, cooled, sliced, and delicious. I'm going to do beef heart. Uh, what's your preferred method on the beef heart, please? So did 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 he boil it first, or did he just smoke it? I missed that. Uh, he did, because uh, I got some photos, and, yep, that big old hunk of tongue is uh, sitting in a pot with a bunch of water and spices and stuff in. So that looks to be oh. the case, yes. Awesome. Cool. Um, then it was what to do with heart? Yes. Uh, trim up all the fat. All the really heavy connective tissue, make sure there's no, um, you know, veins or arteries left anywhere. And slice thin and just fry it in a hot pan and some oil or butter. That's that's my go-to when it comes to heart. Nothing nothing fancy. Um, heart is super rich, flavorful. You don't need to do much. Uh, just slicing thin just because it is, you know, one of the strongest muscles in the body. So it's going to be tough. It's working its whole life. Um so thin to win when it comes to heart. Thin to win. They put that on the next Spencer Worth the Meat Dude uh, t-shirt. Thin to win. Uh, I got to go back to this tongue because, I mean, I'm sure it was delicious as Tim is referring to. Um, you listen to your advice. I'm telling you, I look at this. If it were finally, if I saw the end product, maybe. But if I see it from the beginning and the get-go, it ain't happening. Do you ever have that? Do you ever have that where you're like, okay, I understand what this was used for when that animal is still alive. I'm not putting that anywhere near me. Anything? Or are you no. more of a man? Well, I, I wouldn't go as far to say that. <laughs> but um, there's really nothing that, like, because I know where it comes from or what it looks like before it's cooked that scares me away. There's just certain parts of whole carcass butchering and most of it revolves around livers that I stay away from nothing because of what the liver is used for or anything like that. I just don't like the texture and flavor of it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I tongue's awesome. All right. You got to try it. Like I said, if, if I were to come to new Salem and you say, come on over, we'll drive. <laughs> we ain't walking. And we stopped in. And he said, okay, try this. I tried. I'm sure I'd enjoy it. But if you had told me, it came from this and showed me exactly that uncooked, unboiled, all the things with that beef tongue. Mm. It's going to be a tough sell for me. That's all I'm saying. I, tongues, tongues are cool looking. I don't know. What? That's just like your opinion, man. That's all I'm saying. My opinion yeah, just, says yeah. terrible. But, but I'm just, <laughs> I would not. 
if I had that that beautiful display case and I was looking at some of these exotic things, I doubt that tongue would be in my top three by appearance alone of the exotic things. Okay. We want to move on? Sure. Let's do that. Tyler, question for the meat dude. What is your preferred wood for smoking beef and pork? Um, I don't, you know, it's just what we use in our smokehouse, for instance, for all of our sausages, bacons, hams, things like that is just a, a basic hardwood mixture. So I think there's, um, I don't even know the types of woods that are used in it. Uh, at home, I use like hickory on the big green egg. I'll get some hickory chunks and, and, um, chop that up, throw it into the charcoal just to get a little bit more added smoke when I'm using that. Um, I've dabbled with with fruit woods, you know, like apple wood. Uh, I don't have a good enough palate to truly pick up the difference between a fruit wood and a hardwood. Um, so I'm really honestly not that picky other than the one time that I did get the chance to use mesquite and that was too much for me too much smokes flavor so um i stay away from that but anything else between fruit woods hardwoods uh, i'm not too picky very good tyler question for the meat dude uh when making salt pepper garlic seasoning what kind of garlic should be used granulated garlic is the best bet um it's i i find it to be the most consistent and because it's granulated, it's easy to spread across a piece of meat. Uh, garlic powder is very difficult to turn into a rub because it's so finely ground. Um, so, yeah, if you uh, don't have that in your spice cabinet at home, granulated garlic is, in my opinion, the best form of garlic dried version. I have a question of something I experienced over the weekend. Over at a buddy's place, had two-inch thick, uh, pork chops. I mean, just monsters. And he was going to throw it in the oven, bake it that way, and uh, was suggested that, hey, let's uh, fillet this thing or butterfly it. And they said, you know, but I don't want it to let the juices get out. I don't want it to, like, dry out because of that. Any truth to that? I'd never heard of such a thing of somebody being worried that if I butterfly a chicken breast, or in this case it was a pork chop, that it would impact the moisture inside of that. Am I wrong? So, Let's, uh, let's, I'm going to throw the term butterfly out the window for the answer to this um, question, because oh, let's you. say you take that two inch pork chop and just cut it into two one inch chops, right? Mm -hmm. the, the theory is the thicker the steak, the harder it is going to be to overcook it because there's so much more mass that you're working with. Beef tenderloin is a great example. Uh, beef tenderloin, of course, is the most tender cut of meat that comes out of a beef, but most of the time when it's presented in a retail setting, it's cut that inch and a half to two inches minimum because tenderloins will dry out very fast during the cooking process, a.k.a. overcooked. And pork chops is another, especially pork chops, overcooked, get dry very, very fast. So if you're working with a two-inch thick pork chop, you're less likely to overcook it and dry it out versus a one-inch pork chop. Or if you butterfly it and leave the two-inch pork chops connected in the middle, the same thing as cooking two one-inch chops side by side, right? Yeah. Um, so that, that's 
that's the mentality going into thickness versus thin. So, I mean, I get customers that want three quarter inch cut, um, whether it's steaks or pork chops. And as, as long as you're, you're cooking them really, really fast and you're not leaving them on the grill or oven or however you're cooking it too long, you can still make a really good cut uh, steak or chop with it cut that thin. You're just more likely to overcook it because of the sheer mass that you're working with. Very good. So the guy wasn't crazy is all I'm saying. No, uh, no I think it's a, good, it's a good thought process, especially with baking. Hopefully he's yeah. using a thermometer. Um, because, you know, that's the telltale sign of if it's going to dry out or not. Yeah, those thermometers, man, game changer. I'm glad I finally decided to just uh, pony up and buy one because it has made now some of the best meat products that we've had. I don't know, granted, of course, buying it from Allsager doesn't hurt. That's where you start. But to make sure the cook is right, get yourself a meat thermometer, boys and girls. Tyler, question for the meat dude. Can you please ask if he's heard of people eating lamb liver? Yeah, uh, I've heard of it. Never done it myself. We keep the few lambs that we do through our facility. We we definitely, uh, their customers keep their livers. Don't know what the specialty is of it other than it's lamb. Um, but I've never had it. So. Okay. But you've heard of it. That's what they're asking. Uh, one more question for you before I let you get back to work. Uh, T-bone versus porterhouse, What? which is the most tender meat? Uh, if we're talking loin eye, T-bone is going to be further up, so more middle of the back. Uh, and that loin eye, the longissimus muscle, will be more tender in a T-bone than a porterhouse. Not by much, but by a little. Now, a porterhouse has the tenderloin, or the psoas major, on the other side of the T-bone, or the transverse process, and that is going to be super tender. And the Tenderloin is not included on the T-bone, so it's kind of hard to answer because Porterhouse has got one side that's really tender, the other side that's moderately tender, and then T-bone's got the one side that's also moderately tender. So, yeah, it's a tough one to answer. <laughs> Sometimes I think people just do their homework uh, every week trying to stump you on one uh, and see if you've done yours. But uh, always you come through in clutch, man. I appreciate that of you, and – Tell me what we're going to do. I'm going to let you go, get back to work, and then we'll uh, pick up this conversation next Thursday, all right? Sounds great. All right, you take care, my friend. It's Spencer Wirt, the meat dude. Every week, that conversation is brought to you by All Soccer Meats. Get on down there. Check them out. Tell them we sent you here on Afternoons Live. KFGO News at the bottom of the hour. Ryan Janke's back. He's playing audibles. Maybe we'll make him do the news here at 2.30, and then when we come back, Let's talk about the border visits, both Joe Biden and Donald Trump at the border today. Do you think they're a photo op? Do you think anything will be done? I'll get your reaction when we come back right here on KFGO.